Welcome to Design for Love. I'm Emily Kelly, a women's love coach and human design reader. And each week I talk about my three favorite topics, mindset, manifestation, and human design, and how you can use them to find the love and romantic relationship you want. If you're ready to transform your love life, then stay tuned. I can't wait to share my latest tips and tricks that will help you attract your life partner. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. And today I'm going to talk about my experience as a human design projector using dating apps. And I'm going to share what I have learned so far. I haven't uncovered everything, but I'll share what I've learned up until this point. If you were to take a poll of my single girlfriends and ask them what they think of dating apps, you would only get one response, and that's, I hate them. The hate-hate relationship with dating apps is felt across society. We can't live with them, but in this increasingly disconnected world, we can't live without them either. Yet they're not really as much for the user's benefit so much as the benefit of the companies who created them, and they need to be approached with some degree of caution. That's where using your human design strategy and authority can come in. In this episode, I'm focusing specifically on projectors because one, I am a projector and have deep firsthand knowledge of dating and app dating. Secondly, they're not really designed for us. The swipe right, swipe left urgency is better suited to a sacral response. So what's a girl going to do? How do the apps work when it comes to waiting for the invitation, the projector strategy? I've heard some debate on this, as in projectors just shouldn't use dating apps. I'm also a fourth line, so in theory, my best relationships start as friendships or come through introductions from mutual friends. As a divorced mother who works from home, though, these haven't been as forthcoming as they were in, say, my 20s. And there's nothing wrong with putting ourselves out there to be seen, right? So here's how I use the apps according to my strategy. Number one, I use them as a way to be visible. So as in all areas of our lives, as projectors, we do need to be seen to be recognized. And this literally starts with being visible to others. While I do get out and about, most of the time I am at home, on my computer, or shuttling children to and from school and activities, and the invitations aren't just going to magically appear out of thin air. It's like saying, I want a job, but I have no LinkedIn profile, and no one actually knows I'm available to work, but I know an invitation is coming. An invitation may come, but surely you may get a few more if you can be seen to begin with. Number two, don't do it out of desperation. What are your motives for signing up to the apps? Are you angry that your ex has found someone but you haven't? Do you feel like the clock is ticking and you need to meet someone yesterday? If we go into the apps with the wrong intentions and an air of desperation, the outcomes won't be nearly as successful as if we go into them where a relationship is a nice to have. Do it because you want to connect with new people, love having the opportunity to get to know other people, or if you enjoy dating. If you go out searching because you want to tick a box, you will repel the correct invitations. Number three, keep working on that thing that you're mastering. I often hear the invitations will come when you are mastering your skill, but haven't always been able to equate that to an invitation for a date versus a job or a place to live, for example. It does, but not in the way you may expect. Before discovering human design and the gene keys, relationships were my sole purpose, if I'm totally honest. I have very much always lived as a total relationship addict, not at all helped by my undefined G-center. Am I trying to find love? You will save yourself a lot of pain and heartache if you have something you're passionate about 
and your sole interest isn't checking your phone for reply texts or chat alerts. Also, as you get to know your date, chances are they will be impressed by your skill as you open up and share your interests with them. And if they're not, frankly, they're probably not right for you. Embrace your magical powers of asking questions. That's number four. I don't know about you, but I find chats that start with just hi or how was your weekend kind of pointless. I can't help it. I can't cope with superficiality. I have flirted with it, but as a projector, it goes nowhere fast. Instead, I lean into my power of asking the right questions, not like a firing line, but simply pulling out key points about their profiles and using that as a starting point. It's a great way to start a conversation, shows you're interested, and taps into their interests. Importantly, this only works when they put stuff on their profile, and if they don't, 99% of the time, I will swipe left. As the relationship progresses through in-real-life interactions, I can incorporate more questions to better help me understand if our values and dating goals are aligned. But here's the catch. If you find yourself asking all the questions and never or hardly getting any questions about you in return, he's probably more interested in your recognition of him than in recognizing you. That is not a correct relationship to get into. Number five, wait for the invitation. (laughs) Of course, of course it was in there. When I started doing app dating, I tried to approach it like I thought everyone else did, but just like seeing how things went. I made suggestions about when we should meet up, went out with guys who I knew just from looking at their profiles or exchanging a few messages were not aligned with what I wanted. And I was nonchalant about broken plans. What was missing 100% of the time was the invitation. I wasn't dating according to my strategy, and the result was anxiety and heartache. As soon as I got real with myself, I tapped the brakes on one relationship and said to myself, I am done pushing. I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to wait for an actual invitation from this guy. Even though we've been seeing each other for a couple of months, invitations are not for life and can be rescinded at any time. In the apps, invitations are not likes, matches, chats, or texts. They are quite literally, would you like to go out with me to this thing on the weekend, or would you like to go out again in those initial stages of dating? It feels so old school, I know, but when you lean into it, it's totally liberating. Number six, listen to your authority. You don't have to accept all invitations, and that's where you have to listen to your authority. I often ignored my splenic center, only to my detriment when my narcissistic ex or if I just felt unsettled around him. Listen to your authority when you're chatting with this person or out on a date. If you're a splenic authority like me, or reflect on the date after the emotional highs worn off if you're emotional, or talk about him with your trusted confidants to hear yourself if you're self-projected or sounding board authority. If your heart center projected, let what you want drive the way if you're receiving an invitation. Number seven, trust the invitations are coming. It's easy to get disheartened after not having success with the apps. This bitterness is not unique to projectors when it comes to the apps either. The sacral beings are also frustrated. We projectors need to trust that what we want is coming. While we wait, we can pursue our passions, spend time with people who recognize us, and enjoy sleeping alone, and having the peace to do what we want, whenever we want, because that all changes once your significant person enters the picture. We can also use the downtime to get clear on the invitations we want to receive and from whom. What type of person is really correct for you? Sure, you can argue energetics will affect this, but if you've spent your life dating broke men who just don't meet your needs, what would a man who does meet your needs look like? Then trust, literally embody the feelings that what you want is on its way. Number eight, 
Be discerning. If you're clear on what you want in your next relationship, don't accept something that is not it. I know that sounds very mind-led, but when it comes to projectors, discernment is essential. If we're going to spend time energetically penetrating another and amplifying their energy, it better be worth it. I have been dating someone for several months when I listened to Ra Uruhu talking about what someone would taste like if you ate them or something to that effect. I knew exactly what he meant. My mind had pushed and kicked its way into justifying this relationship, but fundamentally, this guy was bad for me. I also heard Ross say that we can get stuck into a relationship as projectors, and it may take seven years for an invitation to get out to appear. Do you want to take that chance with someone who's not correct for you? Are you a human design projector looking for love? I hope you found these tips a helpful place to start. But if you're looking for more support in finding your ideal partner, I offer one-to-one coaching for women. And you can see the links to a free coaching session in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to sharing more with you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking for more information about the topics covered today, click the show notes below. I want nothing more than to see amazing women experience the love they deserve. So if you're interested in learning about how I can help you, go to Instagram, Emily Kelly Love Coach. Also, please remember to rate and share this episode and subscribe for future episodes. I'll be back next week with more tips on using mindset, manifestation, and human design for love. Until then, remember what an amazing human you are and just how lucky your future life partner is.